InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. They call them trailblazers, those women who beat the odds to climb to the very top in corporate America. What lessons can be learned from their success in business? Here with the interview, InfoTrack's Lisa G. Lisa? Thank you, Chris. We are speaking with Joanne Lublin, who is a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist and management news editor for the Wall Street Journal. And she is also the author of Earning It, Hard Won Lessons from Trailblazing Women at the Top of the Business World. It seems like from reading your book that things really haven't changed for women. Is that correct? Well, I think they have. They just haven't gotten as much better as people thought would be the case by now. And why do you think that is, that women just seem to have this issue when it comes to breaking the glass ceiling in corporate America? What is going on? I think progress has been slow in part because it hasn't been a high-priority issue for people who are at the top of the house. But I also think there's a lot of unconscious bias at work, what some researchers call the double bind. Women in leadership roles are expected to be caring and collaborative and helpful rather than exhibit typically masculine traits like assertiveness and decisiveness. And I quoted one researcher as saying there's this contradiction. So as a woman, if I act like a leader, I violate the gender stereotype of what women are supposed to be like. And yet, if I act like a woman, I'm violating the leadership stereotype. So you have to choose between being liked and being seen as confident. You also write that women are being hired in large numbers for entry-level jobs by corporations. So we're getting in, but we're not rising to the top? Many women seem to fall off the track at middle management. Some of that is their choice. Some of that is they're just kind of frustrated by the fact there doesn't seem to be much in the way of role models ahead of them. There aren't a huge number of women in senior management. On the other hand, I recently wrote an article for the Wall Street Journal about how role models change and attitudes change in the executive suite when there are a significant number of women reporting to a male CEO. And what are those? Well, for one thing, it becomes more socially acceptable to be a working parent. Some of the women I wrote about in that story, as well as the women I wrote about in my book, are not afraid to say, you know, I've got a life, and I intend to have a life as well outside the office as inside the office. I remember reading a survey once at a very prestigious law firm, and the women who were partners were either divorced or single but not married with kids, because isn't it hard to do both? It's very hard to do both, and I was surprised by the number of women I interviewed for this book who had children, but then when you dug a little deeper, you found out in several instances the husband either took a slower career path or sometimes became an at-home dad. And that's in a chapter that I thought had a really clever name. It was called Manager Moms Are Not Acrobats. It's this myth of work-life balance. I quoted Melanie Healy, and she was the first woman to run North America for Procter & Gamble, which is the biggest consumer products manufacturer in the world. And what she said was, telling a woman to balance her home life and her work life is impossible unless she is an acrobat. I know that personally... 
it was hard that I didn't have many female gurus moving up in the broadcasting business because there were so many men. Exactly. Who did you look to for your role model? A guy. Exactly. And so what are younger women doing now who are getting into the corporate work world? Do you think that there are more female role models for them? Well, there's certainly more than anybody who joined the workforce 20 or 30 years ago had. It's not plentiful. It's not, we're not anywhere near a panacea or nirvana, but it's a lot better than it used to be. And hopefully it will get better to the extent that you've got a woman as chief executive. That also seems to have a major impact on the advancement of women into senior roles. Same thing when you have multiple women serving on a corporate board. Again, a number of the women that I talked to for this book not only became CEOs, but then they became corporate directors. And in their roles as corporate directors, they tried to change the status of women, particularly in senior levels. Do you find that just because a woman is in a senior role that she might not promote other women? That is a myth. It's called the Queen Bee Syndrome. And it's exactly that. It's a myth. There have actually been studies about the fact that it's actually just the opposite. Women actually seem to go above and beyond what they ought to be or would expect you would see in a man in terms of trying to help women advance. But there is a downside to that. If you're trying so hard to give back and to mentor more junior women, you may forget to look ahead for your own benefit to making connections and finding sponsors higher up in the organization for you. We are speaking with Joanne Lublin, who is the author of Earning It, Hard-Won Lessons from Trailblazing Women at the Top of the Business World. I know we started out our conversation about how women have to act to be heard and seen. Do you find that women who are moving up the ladder have to lose some of their femininity in order to succeed? Do you have to become neutral in a way? I think that was true, again, decades ago. I think that is no longer the case today. Because if anything, I think a growing number of companies recognize not only the importance of having a diverse management team because of the different viewpoints that you bring, but because companies are also moving to the management style that many women epitomize. And so if anything, men are emulating women's management style of being empathetic, of being outwardly focused rather than inwardly focused, of being collaborative. Especially as we move to a world in which we're all operating on a global scale, if we don't know and understand and appreciate our differences, we're going to get left behind. Do you find that men in some corporate roles, when they're dealing with women, see a mirror image of their wives or sister or other women in their lives when they're dealing with them as opposed to a co-worker? No, but what I have heard said, both in reporting stories for the journal and reporting for the book, is that some of these senior male executives suddenly have this epiphany when they have a daughter. And in fact, the final chapter of the book is called Male Champions of Women. And it's a profile of three different men who essentially became much more vocal advocates of women in the workplace after they themselves had daughters. 
They don't want their daughters to get the short end of the proverbial stick. They want their daughters to be successful. Well, let's hope the trend continues more like that than it was 10 years ago. Joanne Lublin, thank you so much for your time. Her book, again, is Earning It, Hard-Won Lessons from Trailblazing Women at the Top of the Business World. Thanks so much. You're welcome, Lisa. For InfoTrack, I'm Lisa G. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.